Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight? I am absolutely amazing. Well, that's great. We are we are giving you a little bit of a, a live performance tonight. That we, for those of you that check in each week, you know that we tend to drop our show very early in the morning on Wednesdays. Tonight we're recording it Wednesday night, and there's a very specific reason for that. Sandy is on property. I know that that's a shock to our faithful listeners that Sandy is on property, but there was a very very special thing that began this week. You were there for it. We know we had to do a show about it, so we're trying to do it as live to tape as possible. Tell us what's new and tell us what you saw. So I'm going to tell you there's a lot that's new. We're going to focus tonight on Luminous, A Symphony of Us, the brand new nighttime spectacular in Epcot. But I would be remiss if I didn't say that that started December 5th, which, as many of you know, is Walt Disney's birthday. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge day in Epcot. They opened the nature section at the front of the park, which is where you will find the new statue of Walt that you can go sit on the bench with Walt. Um, and he has a great view of the fireworks, I have to say. <laughs> That's the direction that they've got him looking in. And... Those of you who have listened to our show on Candlelight or have ever talked to me, you know that I have such an incredible love for Candlelight, which is why I'm saying I'm amazing. Not only did I see the Walt statue yesterday, the opening of Illuminous, but the Candlelight narrators lined up for my perfect combination. I have listened to John Stamos and Neil Patrick Harris two days in a row. Oh, man new fireworks like it doesn't get a better time in disney for me than this you might you might not come back that might be that aside from the apparent surprising cold weather for you that you shared before we started recording tonight there might be no reason for you to return to the northeast part of this country you know i I, the boys are going to be done reading and i i will make my way back home there's work to be done but I am excited to talk about this new fireworks show. And again, listeners will know that I was not excited to talk about the last two fireworks shows. So take that as a great sign to start (laughs) off this evening. Well, you were always an unapologetic Illuminations fervent supporter. So, and there were plenty of people that are listening to this show that that's definitely who they are. So Luminous, a symphony of us, very, very long-winded, tongue-twisting name for a show. I'm sure everyone will just call it Luminous. I'm sure that that's what it will be shortened to. Let's break down. I'm going to give you kind of free reign tonight. A lot of other stuff is a little bit more structured than tonight, but I'm going to kind of give you a chance to explain pretty much everything you saw. I'll pepper you with some questions, but I guess the very first thing that we need to ask is, when does this show air? Just like past shows, Epcot is really the park that is standard in what it does. It is 9 p.m. every night, except for Thanksgiving to New Year's. Because of that third candlelight show, it moves from 9 to 9.30, but they don't vary from that. So you can plan on it like clockwork. So right now, because it, it happened to debut in that time period between Thanksgiving and New Year's, you caught it at 9.30, but once 
the holiday season is over, we can expect it at nine. That is correct. What about the runtime? We had mentioned Illuminations. That's obviously the show that ran for what feels like forever at Epcot. Give us the runtime between this show, Luminous, and Illuminations. You know, I am, as you put it, unapologetically an Illuminations fan. I think I am going to become a big Luminous fan. I can see myself watching the show again and again like I did with Illuminations. Um, I still can't get that full name, Luminous Symphony of Us. It's written in front of me at the moment. (laughs) But I keep calling it something else after Luminous. So my apologies to the Imagineers. Um, But I am going to take a little bit of tonight to give some Illuminations comparisons. And I will be honest and say that I did have to go and look up the original start date of Illuminations. And you know what, Jeff? It feels like it ran forever because it kind of (laughs) did. It's been running for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really the only evening show that, that I ever knew to be fair until until it's had some variations, but it has been the show. Um, And the funny thing is, again, I did some extra research for this show so that I was not just spewing my opinions, but hitting me with facts. And I, at first thought this show is shorter than illuminations. It really flew by, but that's a lie. It is longer than illuminations by about 30%. So illuminations on a standard show was 12 minutes. This is a little bit over 16. And for those of you who aren't here right now, Again, you're missing out on all the holiday fun, but I get we can't all be here in December. And if you just can't be patient and wait, take a look on our YouTube channel. I did record it all for you, and I think you're going to love it. There's a lot of great music to it, a lot of great things. And one of the things that I will readily say I was super critical with the last show's about is they weren't designed in my opinion to be seen by the number of people that epcot has well i always had some favorite viewing areas for illuminations any spot around the water you got if you could see the water you could see the show and 90 percent of it i felt like had the same view some variation on the angle but it all offered a great view that wasn't true for the last shows but they got back to that with this so phenomenal job in layout and maybe it's because we did have to say goodbye to that moving globe of illuminations see i'm not quite ready to let illuminations go um (laughs) but instead there are 40 mini barges on the lake, as well as two large barges that form a fountain. Okay. Well, let's talk about then, right? Because obviously it's the type of thing that's brand new. They've been testing things for a while. We're all familiar with the water in the middle of the World Showcase. Talk to us about the layout. Talk to us about the things that surprised you, the things that we saw that made up the show. I don't want to really spoil it for folks, but give us a little bit of a breakdown of what we saw. You said you want to compare it. So I guess 
you know, show style and, and different elements that exist that we've seen not only in Illuminations, but maybe in other shows that we've seen stuff that maybe wasn't as successful in other places. Maybe we see it here. Break it down for us. What did we see that really, really caught your fancy? You know, as much as I'm not a fan of change, one thing that there is no getting around is that technology just gets better and better. And Disney's ability to stay on the cutting edge of that and introduce new things is right there. And so this show really has old features, enhanced features, new features. I want to clarify, though, on the word fountain, because, again, the last show that was there, I won't even give it a name anymore. Um, One of my criticisms, as well as many other people, is these massive barges that made up fountains took up the lake and just ruined the view all day long. Yes, I agree. That was awful. And one of the things that they went back to is the large barges are not stored on the lake. So if you're in Epcot in the morning, we're back to that pristine view that we've walked across, we've been in future world, we've come through that new nature area, we've crossed over to the world showcase, and America is right in front of us, and the whole thing is grand. The other thing it does, which is one of these cool little facts that I love, is in the afternoon, in the three o'clock-ish hour, you can either say that you've timed it right or timed it wrong. But I love to end up by Africa, where if you didn't know, there is a bridge that opens around the World Showcase that allows them to bring those barges in. And I think just watching them steer them in and you know open up that walkway is a really cool thing to see cool spot to catch some birds watching too because there are just yes. so so many birds that line that little waterway that little you know tributary so to speak that goes from one area to the next um so you mentioned you mentioned fountains right what about you know things like we've done a show on sensory what about things like lighting or any kind of like lasers or any kind of you know projections on water or anything like that like what anything that we saw that you know you remembered that was worth talking about there was a lot of lighting effects and laser effects along with an incredible amount of pyrotechnics one of the things that surprised me even though they give their standard announcement that you know once the show goes dark it will be dark around the lagoon and please stay in one spot until the lights come back on it did go darker around the lagoon it did not go blackout there was still a good number of lights and again depending where you were watching from if you were looking at spaceship earth instead of your back to spaceship earth which also then had you looking at the beautiful christmas tree It was light galore. I won't say it distracted from the show for me, but I guess I always remember that opening moment of illuminations where all the torches around the lake are lit. And if you're there this time of year, you appreciate the extra warmth that they give out. And as that first beat of the music would go off, torches would blow out, the country lights would go out, and it would be pitch dark. Till you saw that first firework. We don't have that now, which for some is very good. 
One of the things that they did keep from the last shows that I definitely caution people about is, and I can't tell you exactly where it is. They did a great job hiding this, but they were able to really make the show very 360. It doesn't all just shoot from the middle. So there are some areas right on the other side of the fence where you could be that you may get startled as pyrotechnics are shooting from there. Sure. Um, again, it adds a lot to the depth of the show. But for those that, you know, might get easily startled, those with sensory issues, you may want to be aware of those areas. But again, so many great spots around the lagoon to take this show in. Well, and that's really the thing for me when you think of the show, the nighttime show, whatever it is at Epcot. It really is is unique in the sense that everything turns to face this particular show once you're in the World Showcase. So it, it, may, it makes a ton of sense that that's what it is. Whereas if you go to the Magic Kingdom, and I can say this from plenty of personal experience, there are tons of people that are lined up looking at that castle. But behind that castle, the Magic Kingdom is still rocking and rolling. So, you know, when, when it comes to Epcot, there's just so much space that is centered in looking at the whole thing. So I think that that's a big part of what they've got going on there. What else do we have, like, as far as, like, maybe music? I know you had mentioned the score briefly. Do you want to speak a little bit more about it? I do. I liked that this had, obviously, a score to it. It had some music that we know, Disney songs, put in not in their entirety in little parts. It had some new music, but again, like Illuminations, it really pulled you in and had you singing with it. One of the things that they really did with this show is I think they worked hard to make it reach everybody to show an awareness and what Epcot is really about, about it being multicultural. So the show starts with greetings of hello in various languages. That's cool. And it's kind of interesting. And again, I think I'm going to need to see the show many times to really catch all the nuances in it. Sure. But there's a little bit of a storyline and then there's some music and then a tiny bit of a storyline and some music. And one of the things with the music that we may know from their ip it would do a line or two of the song and you're like ready to sing along and then all of a sudden the song kept going but it was no longer in english interesting and i loved that aspect of it even though as my daughter will tell you i have zero foreign language capability (laughs) i loved how they really brought that into it for everybody to appreciate it, for those who are only English speaking to really get that bit of culture and that grasp that Disney really is available all around the world. For those of you who have kids that are linguistic lovers like my daughter is, um, I encourage you, there are so many great things that you can buy that are Disney things in multiple languages. Whether it's, you know, the musical score, you can get it sung in English and Spanish and French and Disney coloring books and all kinds of things. Again, when we talk about that edutainment, um, this show really brought it all home. I will say, again, I don't think I grasped all of the wording and all of the parts of the show because I was just so enthralled with the music and the effects. 
But there was a little part that I probably could have lived without. The storyline is about living together and then unfortunately losing things and people. Mm. Um, but again, I don't think most people will catch all of those nuances because you're just so wrapped up in the music and the lighting effects. Very cool. I mean, it, I, when you said that and suddenly we're in other languages, that to me is just it's just on point. Like, it's just it's exactly what the world showcase is supposed to be. I think it's really, really fun. You had mentioned the fountains. I'm assuming that that's a big part of what this particular show has to be. So that had to have taken a significant amount of coordination. It did. And there was an interesting video that I was watching on the making of the show. And they interviewed different people. And I know, again, my brain works a little different than others, but I just, here's my question I'm left wondering. And if you're the Imagineer for this, we'd love to hear from you. They interviewed the guy who is, is the fountain programmer. He talked about his job and programming the fountain and with the show and everything. And I thought to myself, you know, it makes sense to me that that's somebody's job. Right. Kind of wonder how you get there, but what does a fountain programmer do the rest of the year? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm wondering when you watch what cast it takes to pull this show off, you do wonder where some of them go. And again, I have to give credit to the Imagineers and the cast. One of the things, besides obviously seeing things as they premiere, that I love about an opening night and I encourage any of you who have a chance to ever do an opening night of something to do it. I love watching the cast, the excitement of literally hundreds of cast members, management cast members who are seeing their project. You can feel it like they're all giving birth to this baby and their level of excitement and their, high fives as it ends and they pull it off and they see smiles on people's faces. I just love watching the cast take part in these things. So before we close tonight, I just want to ask you, is there anything about this particular show that we don't know? I know you made some comparisons to illuminations, anything that we have not learned about it yet since it's just started. Normally this time of year, again, I'm going to go back to illuminations. We always saw an extension of it, a special, holiday addition to it and with this show being new it is what it is there is no holiday layover again i have a lot of faith this one's going to have some longevity so i think just like illuminations went through multiple different versions that's how we had that long title at one point reflections of earth it was not always that and it had the holiday layovers i think we'll see different things from this as time goes on but with it being new right now, I just encourage you to come and see it, see it again, maybe see it again. <laughs> and really, we'll be looking for that soundtrack. Well, I appreciate you going down and, and being among the very first to experience it. I know you did mention if you go over to YouTube, you can see it, that we definitely have it up there for folks to enjoy for celebrating with us. Traveling, the, the technology during the traveling is always a, is always a little bit of a, a, a challenge on our part. So I thank you for hanging in there, staying up late tonight, and getting us the information so that we can get it out to everybody so that when they make their next plans, they know this is a show that they should not miss. Have a great week. 
You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.